Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about Venom. Venom! We're also joined. The movie. Here on the couch with me. I don't call it the guest couch anymore because I sit on this all the time. <laughs> Joshua Hancock. <laughs> Hello! It's been almost uh, a year. If we had waited till next week to review this movie, it would be exactly a year since you were on this last yeah. reviewing. Um, I didn't even live in this house uh, at that point. <laughs> Blade Runner. Did we review Blade Runner the, the week it came out, or was it after that? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, it was probably pretty close it was to very release. close to I it. I feel like I didn't see that on opening weekend for some reason. Hmm. If it wasn't like opening, it had to have been like, Within a week or so, because I wanted to, I know I wanted to see that desperately. No, so. I still haven't John. seen it. So, what? like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm just, yeah. What are you been okay. doing with your life? Man? There, are, there are major. <laughs> I like, ha- hang on, I need to have a brother talk real fast. Okay, this <laughs> yeah. is brother to brother. Okay, <laughs> I need to just lock you in a room and play movies. I'll, I'll like tape your eyeballs open. <laughs> like, and so we need say, to I watch might just take a nap. Something. You know, it's like. <laughs> Well, he's got a kid now, so yeah. You lock him in a room; he's gonna, he's just gonna nap. I was, I was continually poke him like this. You just tase him. I mean, you... just like wait, wait for me to like sort of fall asleep. Just a big slap in the face, you I know. Think, so I, <laughs> this is an aside, another another tangent. Uh, but I think like everyone has those like the one thing that like just really annoys them. For me, it's poking. I just don't like being poked. Really? It's just yeah, man. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just poked I him. Sorry. Obviously. <laughs> um, what's funny about like that? Like, there's, there's, like I, I've, I said recently on this podcast that yeah. there are a few movies huh. that you absolutely I like, know. love. Yeah. That I just haven't seen. No. And that is one of them. Yeah. That real steel. Yep. Yeah. You Mad, still haven't seen real steel. Still haven't seen real Mad steel. Max. Mad Max. And then, uh, and, the, and then the the biggest one, Iron Man three. Yeah. I all all of those movies are like some of Chris's like swear by them favorite favorite movies you, of the most recent future. You have a podcast. I know. About I know. Movies. There is a, a fun or a, a yeah, fun game that I want to play sometime and it would have been appropriate today. I didn't prep it though. Where you go through like the decades or whatever the most popular movies see if you've seen them all. in certain years and like go down and see how many like from the top like most popular down to like least popular. How far Dude, do we each of us get save that before for we have to Maybe like we have you back on have episode 300? Oh, I would love that. Okay. Save that for episode 300. Perfect. And uh, we'll play it with whoever is present. I'm down with that. That sounds great. Well, we'll need a whiteboard. I mean, for sure. Like, yeah. and we'll okay. just like this may need to be a video podcast because <laughs> they got to see us when we freak out yeah, so that each other haven't seen certain movies. That's right. I've it's thought it's super fun. I just want, uh, and I want, like maybe we will just talk about it on the podcast. So I've thought about recently, like, what if just for fun we insta lived our podcast recordings because, like, used to back in the day, I feel like we used to stop and start and like, yeah, you know, we would. But now we just kind of start and go. Yeah, I mean, we, we it's it's very rare that we we snug something up. Or it's like, right. oh, I completely blanked on such and such, you know, fact. And, even and then if, I have to look and it up. Even, you know, and now even if we do, like, we're we're better at. Well, this is the thing. What we used to do, we used to say something. 
without 100% certainty. That's right. And then be like, actually, we should double check that. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then it would be completely wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. So then we have to, like, fix it. Yep. Now we just don't say it, and we yep. look it up before we say anything. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So I think that's appropriate for InstaLive, right? Or you right. let your guests yeah. say Like, it. occasionally I'll... <laughs> yeah. And then if, if it's wrong, you're just like, oh, Jack. Uh, I mean, you know, he's, he's wrong like that all the time, is what we'll just, you know, you just blanket statement it. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have him on the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> He's always saying stupid things, right? Anyway, yeah. Did we talk about what we're talking about? We're, Venom. Oh, we're reviewing we're Venom. Venom. That's right. Venom. Josh and I just saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what have you guys been up to this week? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you can go first. Uh, just finding out about John Favreau's The Mandalorian. You're stealing my news for later. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, we're going to chat about that. I'll hold that. But Should that's, we go into that's it? That's been my. That's, the news! The That has literally been all I can think about all day, or actually in the last like four hours because I just found out about it. The uh, the John Favreau, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this happened. It's broke yesterday. So I'm gonna I've got to read something. Yeah. Oh, we got. Hang on. The Sorry. people prepared. I, we I, have I to inform the, shark. the people. I wasn't. I wasn't ready. We have to inform the people. Did you, you say gotta, I jumped the shark? Yeah. <laughs> See, I think jumping the shark is not where you get, reach the level of believability, and then you go beyond it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we might be confusing Jump the Gun with Jump the Shark. But I like Jump the Sharks. Once See, better. Jump the Shark is so good. That's like such a, like, ah, it's one of what my secret favorite phrases. Offsides. Offsides. <laughs> Offsides. This is what I'm saying. Like, on the let, your, let your guests come on and say stupid things. <laughs> I mean, you know. But Jump so, the Shark is, in fact, one of my favorite, like, favorite, like, phrases. It's just a cool phrase. And it's like, you think about, like, where it came from. It came from, like, pop culture came from <laughs> the happy days, you know? Yeah. Where, like, Fonzie's, like, all of a sudden, he's like, I'm jumping over a shark in a motorcycle. That's my favorite. Well, <laughs> not the, not what you just described. That's not my favorite. <laughs> I didn't know where it came from, so really? I'm, I'm getting educated. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's happy days. Yeah, he, he had... He, it wasn't. A motor, was it over a motorcycle? I think it was. I, with thought, a motor- I thought he surfed over. Oh, with a surfboard. that might be right. Yeah, that might. You might be right. <laughs> he jumped over a shark. Shark with a surfboard. Look Here's where up. I'm looking this up. This is where we should. I just you talked know. about this. Yep. I yeah. say, yeah. say, yeah. say stupid things, sure. and then they Google it. Yeah, this is great. Um, yeah. So yeah, happy days, Fonzie. I, that, but the, what my favorite part is is, is uh, pop culture commenting on pop culture. That's my favorite mm. thing that happens mm. in pop culture. It's very meta. It's very meta. So Twilight's what's hilarious community. is this. There's a <laughs> article that I'm reading. It's by Paste Magazine. It's the ten biggest jump the shark moments in TV history. Guess what number one is? It's the original. Happy days. Fonzie literally jumps over a shark. Yeah, you're right. It was. Uh, yeah. We have happy days to thank for the catchy phrase to describe when a show has lost their luster and desperately tries to regain it. In the season five episode Hollywood Part Three, the Fonz is challenged to jump over a shark on water skis. We were both wrong, but water oh, skis. Water skis. <laughs> While the show remained successful for five more years following that stunt, it never came close to matching the quality of those first f- few seasons. Why? How did they get the shark to stay so still? <laughs> this is this is all tranquilizers. That uh, you know believability thing. It's like this is uh, this is way past the point of me believing this. <laughs> Speaking of believability, <laughs> there might actually be a Star Wars property that we all can agree is good. 
in the I future. I think we can all pretty much agree that like Clone Wars is good. You sure, know, uh, okay, and I that, would say in the modern era. Okay, era. okay, okay. Well, modern, and, and the Disney then, era. Live, okay, well then also uh, Rebels. Rebels, Rebels is, yeah, is universally praised. I love Rebels, and I'll have words with anyone who disagrees. Yeah, seriously. Like I feel like anything. You know, like let's just let's just put Dave Filoni in charge of things, and then we have things that are universally. I've been saying that for at least two or three years since Rebels really hit its stride mm-hmm. that if Lucasfilm was smart, if Bob Iger wanted to really make some money. If he's listening to this podcast right now, here's Bob, how you make some money, For man. the love, please. Just, <laughs> you've got Kevin Feige running things with Marvel, yeah, doing a yeah. great job. Yeah, yeah. Dave Filoni should be the Kevin Feige of Lucasfilm. I have a, I have a shrine in my house to Dave Filoni. <laughs> I that is weird, but I don't. It's like, those, it's like I those, don't judge those photos of uh, linen. That's a weird fun fact. <laughs> that's a weird fact, man. I, I don't judge you though. That's I, I, I feel that's that's warranted. Is this like is this next to the Narnia wardrobe in your house? Yes. <gasps> oh, okay. Just inside it. It's just, it's just as you enter Narnia, it's on the stone wall to the right, right before the to, lamp post. If you look to the right, you have yeah. to kiss a, a hat worn by Dave Filoni before you go into Narnia. I wish I had a hat like worn by Dave Filoni. All right, so we're talking about John Favreau's TV series that's going to be on Disney's streaming service called The Mandalorian, we now know. Uh, Here is the plot synopsis that John Favreau has revealed. After the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. Have you seen the image? I, I have not seen You're it. Not? I've, no, I've I seen thought you were it. asking the listeners, and I was like waiting for them to answer. And I'm like, wait, they're not going to answer. <laughs> I'll put this on the <laughs> put stay, on StayTargetPodcast.com. <laughs> Ooh. But, uh, Ooh. Yeah. It looks. Uh, oh, I've seen it. Chris. So <laughs> what's awesome about that image, can I just say this? It's yeah. appropriately like. Is real? Does that look like a painting to you? I don't care. It's But it's appropriately like disheveled. Like here's the thing about Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Like you look at Boba Fett in like episode like uh, a New Hope or not a New Hope Empire Strikes Back like whenever he like first shows up in Empire Strikes Back this just looks like a random like dude in in a set of armor like it's not like he's like this amazing looking thing it's the armor's really cool but it just looks like it's like always oh, slapped on some armor yeah. onto some somebody so, and made them a cool part in this movie I, and maybe you can you can you can uh, give me the history of it I don't really know. So, like, you made a comment earlier. Oh, I could totally give you the history. What, yeah. what, what are you asking about? Yeah. You made a comment earlier about how, like, you know, whenever you're a kid, you just want to be Boba Fett. I didn't because he was a clumsy moron. So, like, also, the way we watched those off movies. He barge by a blind Han Solo. The, the way we he doesn't watched, get pushed off a barge. <laughs> the way we watched okay, those movies made his, like, made his impact so much less than what I feel like a lot of people did. Because, like, we watched those movies, like, one every day or like a half of one every day for like a week or one every weekend and so we had a very short amount of time yeah. to imagine what could possibly be the backstory of this cool green armored mandalorian okay. but right? even if i waited three years and then he just falls into the sarlacc pit as unceremoniously as he does okay we can think- all agree that you know that was a very bad mistake the same way that cutting darth maul in half the best thing about the Phantom Menace mm. was a bad mm. mistake that they wound up going and you know retconning. Later. The only problem I have with that that line of thought is that we didn't have a duel of the fates with uh, mm. with with Boba Fett. I wish it's, we had. It's didn't true. Catch Solo. I it's wish true. we had. Vader had to come in and catch him. It's true. <laughs> How do you think Vader found him? <laughs> because Lando told him where he no, was. No, because Boba Fett 
camped out in the Star Destroyer trash bin, and whenever Han undocked from the back of the Star Destroyer, Boba Fett flew after him, tracked him all the way to Bespin. He's he's the main one responsible for Han's capture. Then what part did Lando play? Lando got put Lando in a hard just, position. Yeah. Here's what, here's <laughs> what happened. Here's what happened with Lando. Between a Boba and a hard so, face. So Bo- Boba goes, hey, dude, they're already on their way. Are you going to give me these people or not? Deliver them to me on a silver platter or not? And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to deliver them to you on a silver platter and then figure out how to save them later. This is all off screen. Yes, this is all off screen. I don't, I don't interpret it that way. I know. Well, okay, let's look at, let's look <laughs> at the... A, there's a lot of people who don't. Let's, let's briefly look at the real events from the movie. Movies. No books or anything else included here. No off-screen talk here. <laughs> Darth Vader hires the most savage bounty hunters in the galaxy. Yes. Those three disheveled-looking <laughs> bounty hunters. There were five. <laughs> That's right. Okay. It was Bosk. It was IG-88, the droid. It was Zuckus, the fly-looking dude. Dude. It was Forlom, the evil C-3PO. Yeah. And it was Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And I always forget the evil C-3PO. That's the one that I'm always they, just like, I don't remember They that all one. stand on the bridge. They're all looking completely, you know, B.A. And Boba Fett, you know, takes it upon himself to really be the smart one here. Mm-hmm. Knows that Han Solo couldn't have jumped to light speed, couldn't have, you know, escaped. Right. So he's got to be pulling a trick somehow. So he camps out in the trash whenever the Imperials dump their garbage, as mm-hmm. Han says, before they go to light speed. He floats away, tracks on all the way to Bespin. Mm-hmm. When he gets there, or it's presumed that he arrives before Han Solo does because he put a, a, an elaborate ploy into into play with Lando and presumably Vader because he was the one who told Vader where they were. Vader arrives, basically strong arms Lando into betraying Han, and at that point, he uh, Boba Fett is able to take possession of the carbonite frozen Han back to Jabba, which was his original plan from the beginning. This is canon. You cannot dispute this. So Boba is without even fighting. He's a superior bounty hunter. And he looks, to your point, John, he just looks cool. The armor he, looks really cool. He does cool. look cool. Like, I'm, not, I'm not disputing He his, has five his, lines in does, the movie. It, like, and that's the thing I like about this, was that it, it, it definitely looks like it's just like that, that chest plate that he had on. Like, it's like, oh, man, just, I just put this chest plate on. It's yeah. not like it fits like a Stormtrooper's. Like, it's not yeah. a lot like to the seams. It looks like he just found this chest plate and put it on. And that's what this looks like. And that's what I like about it. Yeah. The, yeah. the original prototype... Uh, Boba Fett was white, Ooh, like a stormtrooper. Like a stormtrooper. Oh, really interesting. And why the, they change it? There's a because green is way better than. than well, there's a you t- know, there's test footage. There's test footage of him uh, from before Empire actually started filming because they built all the. It looks exact exact same. The helmet, gauntlets, all the armor, everything. Mm-hmm. But it looks way more put together. Like yeah. it looks like it belong. Like he's like he's the leader of the stormtroopers or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. which mm-hmm. might have been the reason that they. Change the color because they're like, oh, we don't want people to confuse him with a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they changed the story. I don't know. But either way, like he, they've made action figures. Like I have a Lego uh, white Boba Fett. Cool. I've got a black series uh, action figure that's white that looks awesome. That's cool from that concept art and yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's a sideshow. I've got a I've got a sideshow um, 12 inch Boba Fett escaping what I call escaping the uh, Sarlacc because let's be real, he escaped. Um, I mean, okay, so but there's a white, I also there's a feel white like that might that be also looks awesome. that might be a thing, right? 
except for George Lucas never did that. Like, whereas with, uh, with, um, uh, Darth Maul, Darth Maul, George Lucas approached Dave Filoni and was like, Hey, what if we brought back Darth Maul? Well, yeah, but they weren't telling stories in that era. Then That's true. That's true. I, I mean, know. in the books, in the original like Legends books that are now Legends, uh, he did survive the Starlight. He crawled right, out, right. Uh, used his jetpack, whatever excuse explanation you want to use. But he did. He actually went on to live for years and years and years after that, and wound up training uh, Han and Leia's daughter Jaina to, uh, you know, help kill her brother. But you know. But then we did whatever. away with all that canon. Legends. Now we're I mean, about to reinsert some of that canon <laughs> yeah. with the Mandalorian. What do you think about the uh, the premise here? <clears throat> the premise sounds amazing. Um, we're going back to the Outer Rim, which is where the best Star Wars stories are told, mm. Western style. Uh, the the image that Chris was just showing looks phenomenal because mm-hmm. again, it harkens back to that like cobbled together armor, which the Mandalorian storyline in Clone Wars was mm-hmm. great. But they looked very well put together. They're yeah. like an elite fighting force. He looks right. like a holdover, a remnant, an outcast, an exile, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so his outfit looks fantastic. He looks like you don't want to mess with this dude. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that we don't see his face. Like I, I kind of want it to be. I kind of want him to be. That is where like, almost the Vader of yeah. the story instead of the focus. Like yeah, that is kind of where like even in the prequels, like things kind of got a little little off the rails with Jango Fett. Like was was like oh we we see his face and it's like he's he's a little bit less menacing. Yeah. Uh, in those instances, but then like you have this amazing fight between <laughs> him and Obi Wan. It's like mm, it's yeah. he's still menacing, but it's like. I don't know. I don't mind if we if we see his face. It's just it's not going to be the end of the world. But, yeah. But I I do enjoy the mystery. That that's why to me, Chris said earlier. Like, I I was nine years old when I saw, uh, The Empire Strikes Back. I saw it first mm-hmm. and got to the end and was just like mind blown. <laughs> Had not seen A New Hope. Yeah. Um. So I see Vader and Boba Fett in the same movie, and yeah, as a nine year old, I freaking wanted to be Boba Fett. Um, then I went back and watched the other, you know, I watched all three of them in sequence after that and was hooked as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. but as a kid, I, I like, that was part of the, he was just, he was a mystery. You didn't know where he came from. Mm-hmm. Vader was the big bad guy, but Boba Fett was like, yeah, he's a bad guy, but he's kind of just like a mercenary yeah. for hire. Like, well, is he a bad guy? I don't know, but you don't know what he looks like. You don't know where he comes from his helmet never comes off, you know, even into the end with Vader, you see what he looks like at the end and you're like, Oh, he's just an old fat dude, you know, like, cool. But you never know what, but what Boba Fett looks like until, you know, prequels come along and then you find out he looks like Tamara Morrison, but <laughs> which is, it's like, well, if you, and you could pick worse guys to look like, yeah, I was about to say, if you look like that, why don't you take your helmet off mo- <laughs> a little bit more, you know, beyond that, why is he just hanging around Jawa's palace? <laughs> Money. What's That's- he, What's Jawa? He's, he's not doing hunter. anything. He just Jawa's not going to. Jawa's not the type of hut that would pay someone for standing around. <laughs> well, I don't think that he's got him on payroll. No, you know he's he's paying him when he needs something done. But probably there are the, you know he's probably looking at the rest of the galaxy, especially the outer rim, and thinking there are worse places to hang out. You know, you got some dancing girls here. Got some entertainment from the Rancor. I mean, I mean yeah, and it's like you, you don't have to worry about like, oh, Gamorians. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on on Tatooine in the desert heat. I mean, it's like if you're okay. So then also, if you're gonna be on Tatooine, <laughs> why not be in the air conditioned Jabba's palace? 
Mm, I don't know if that was air conditioned. <laughs> it didn't look very air conditioned. It, no, probably super smelly too. Oh, gross! Yeah, man. Java. Man, In other those words, Chris, did some seriously good work making that guy look smelly. You make a good point, Chris. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's it's whatever. I I mean, sure. Back to basics, though. <laughs> this show looks, and I've, we've only seen one image and a half of a paragraph, but it gives me so much delight. And and just thrills me to no end. And Favreau, unlike Ryan Johnson, uh, I was excited for Ryan Johnson's involvement until I saw his finished product and loathe Ryan Johnson's involvement. <laughs> I am now super excited about John Favreau's involvement. Um, we'll see how that I goes. I hope that I do not load this <laughs> into the end <laughs> because I really like John Favreau. I do too. And now that this has happened with Ryan Johnson, I really don't like Ryan Johnson. <laughs> like, I don't think, like, I don't it, think Disney I think does anymore either. Well, it's the fact that I don't like his movie, but I don't like the way he as a person has handled the post-movie issues. And so I worry that like anybody would feel that way. I, I don't blame him for taking the stance and the things that he's done. It's just personally made like, kind of turned me off to him. And I don't want that to happen with Favreau because everything he does, I just love. I Did like, you watch what was that food movie? Chef. Chef. It's fantastic. Did I you just watch watched it? it a couple no, of months I haven't ago. It's so good. It's so good. It's it's just such a feel good movie. Never gonna watch it. No, I mean maybe maybe <laughs> he not. I mean like he's gonna is watch it, it. Is it on Netflix? It was. It was. Oh. I don't know if it still is. I'm gonna have to look for it. The other chef movie I didn't why do movies always come in pairs? Burnt with a... Uh, um, what's his face? I didn't watch that one. Are you talking about Bradley like uh, like Dante's Peak and uh, what was it? Inferno. Inferno. Yeah, yeah. and then like the Prestige and the Magician. And the Magician. And like there's, there's definitively there is always like a leader where uh, it's like that one was the right one to uh, agree. Yeah, yeah. Like, you I don't know? know, but which uh, the are you talking about the Illusionist? Oh, the Illusionist. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's Illusionist right. and, and, that's right. and the Prestige. The Prestige is clearly the better movie. Agreed. Go back and watch the Illusionist. I, I have like watched it. it. Like, it's good. It's, it's, I mean, it's good. It's good. It's not, it's not better than the. But Prestige. it's not like other level. Like this is like must see. Look, movie. I'm, a, I'm in an your, unabashed your Hugh Jackman fan, but I prefer Christian Bale's performance to Hugh Jackman in in, in between those two movies. Speaking of of magic, there is a. Um, show on Netflix called Magic for Humans. Love it, dude! So good, dude! So that first so episode—that's all I've seen. The first oh, man. episode oh, with the uh, off, man. with yeah. the um, uh, marshmallows. <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> and the, the kids whenever yes. they disappear, they're like, <gasps> "Is that the one where he makes someone disappear?" <laughs> yep. Yeah. He makes someone believe that they're they, that they're invisible. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the same episode. Yeah. That first episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's that. That was like what sold me on the series. I saw that clip on. Facebook, like they yeah. advertised it to me, and I was like, yeah. "What is this?" I think everyone saw it was that amazing. clip. I'm pretty sure, like everyone I've talked to, was like, "Oh, I love that." Yeah, but so, then they haven't well, watched the show. Yeah, it's funny I'm like, man, the whole so, show, the whole good. show's good that way. Dee Dee's the same thing happened, like literally, like a week ago with Dee Dee, and I was like talking about it or whatever, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I saw that clip on something." I'm like, "Where did you? Where did everyone? The yeah. whole world Facebook. apparently they saw must it have, They must have like Netflix must have dropped like a couple million dollars yep. to like I make see it on Facebook." <laughs> Feed it directly into our memories, <laughs> like it's not it's even like the you know, Berenstein Bear scandal. <laughs> yeah, they, they accepted. Like, us. You mean the Berenstein Bears? Bears. <laughs> Next Speaking piece of, of news. more magic. Yeah, there is uh, a re- like there's a rumor. This is this, blanket. This says this is a rumor, but it's a credible leak of footage of a RPG video game 
based in the Harry Potter universe. I saw that. So apparently uh, someone named, this is, uh, there's a username. On Reddit. Uh, on, on Reddit. And uh, let me find the username because that's not it right there. The username is vape this bro. <laughs> and uh, and apparently they were a part of some sort of like a oh here's a test group we're gonna like have you watch something and then take a survey afterwards. How did he capture it? He captured it on his phone. He said they searched everyone's like and took their phones away except for him. They also had everyone sign an NDA except, except for, him. for him. All of this sounds very suspect <laughs> because it is. But also, how are you gonna find vape this bro? The footage, <laughs> the footage is clearly like off of a phone on a screen, and it's like this the, a trailer of like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Like in the anyway, so the synopsis uh, for this is. Quote, set in the 19th century, 1800s Wizarding World, this third-person open-world RPG game centers around your character with unique abilities uh, who has uh, earned a late acceptance letter to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. You are a newly arrived fifth-year student to Hogwarts that demonstrates latent gift for magic with the unique ability to track and identify remnants of a potent ancient power. Upon arrival, strange events begin to materialize in the Forbidden Forest, and trouble begins to brew within the castle walls. Together with Professor Elazar Fig, you embark on a journey through both familiar and never-before-seen locations to bring to light the truth of these mysterious occurrences. As the gameplay... On your quest, you will craft potions, master new spells, discover fantastical beasts, and you will battle dark wizard goblins and other supernatural enemies and uncover the truth about your destiny. The fate of the wizarding worlds is in your hands. So yeah, it's an RPG that's apparently uh, in development. All of these things have been removed from uh, like YouTube. The video was removed from YouTube by Warner Brothers. Um, and we don't know if it's because, oh, maybe they, like, cause it featured music from Harry Potter. So it's, oh, is it a music thing that we're able to remove it because of that? Or is it because like, we're just putting the shutdown on the, you know, <laughs> on the leak here. Um, but I have seen the video cause it exists in GIF format. So no music. And it, once things are on the internet, they can never be removed. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, that's, that's that. What if I'm excited about this? Yeah. I'll, I'll play a Harry Potter RPG. So I was more excited about it when I thought it was an MMORPG. Ah. Because as someone who has sunk a very large amount of time into World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. uh, going into another fan favorite franchise of mine, which is Harry Potter, and spending an, another ungodly amount of time in there, sounded great. Yeah. Um, I now, imagine that being said, I'll be still some play cool multiplayer. We don't know. It doesn't say anything about you it. You would but. hope that it's more like a, like a destiny like. Like that's what I would. Yeah. I would hope. Like it's but like oh, the way it's that like MMO RPG or RPG MMO light. You the know? way that it sounds to me is like Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, which is a fantastic game and a defining you know milestone for Star Wars. So right. I'm I'm not saying that this couldn't be another defining milestone mm -hmm. for for you know Harry Potter franchise. But yeah, I I like. Nice of the Old Republic, but I'm not one of those that want to go back and play it again. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I played does, it once, it's fine. Does it say but when this is set? I still play World so of Warcraft. So set, it's set before all of the Harry Potter movies, so, so it's the in thing, the 1800s. That's, that's the 1800s. Thing, yeah, yeah, so like that's the thing. Like, Unless, the only situation in which I would, would want this to be a strictly single-player experience is if Harry and Hermione and yeah. Dumbledore and like everyone is there. 
mm-hmm. like if I don't know any of these characters, yeah, just throw all my friends in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and like let's all play together as witches and wizards at Hogwarts. Yeah, and there's supposedly diff- eight different classes, like di- with different wizard types. That's and, crazy. Uh, That's, so that makes me th- seem, feel like you're going to need all those classes on. Like, I mean, that your... feels MMO. Yes. Yeah, it feels yeah. like almost like a raiding party. It's like, oh, let's get it. You know, these different in different classes all together. Let's work this out. I, I feel like that would be ideal. I kind of like wish that it wouldn't uh, happen at Hogwarts, though. So they say, like, like, or be or be centered. Oh, did it not say Hogwarts? Hogwarts? So it, it, said, it, ho- no, it, it says, says Hogwarts. you're at Hogwarts, and then you go travel to. Let me see, travel to never before familiar and never before seen locations. So mm. I don't know. Like, it, in my mind, I would like it to be centered around Hogwarts, just because it's like, oh, I like that idea of like, hey, let's go to class and that sort of thing. I've never been there. And honestly, it's like even Universal. even with, um, I'm thinking of like Persona Four. Like, with you has anybody played Persona? What? I can't even with you Why? guys. I've been to Universal. Oh, I thought you just said no. You I said it. I've never been there except except at Universal. Oh, oh, except at Universal. Except at Sorry. Universal. Continue, yeah. John. We almost had like we almost had yeah. you like punch I, him out. I, I about stood up from this couch and left. That's right. About rock bottom me right here and now. <laughs> so the uh, so for me, I, like I want to attend class at this thing. Like I would like. And has anybody played like the Persona games, like Persona Four or anything like that? Like that's Mm-mm. that's the type of thing that I would love. Like, cause like you go, you choose to how to spend your time in that game or it's like, Oh, I only have X number of time during the day. So I can go to class. I can go hang out with this person. I go ditch class. I can go do this job. And like, you kind of choose what you do and level up different uh, characteristics of your person based on that. And so like, I feel like th- this could be that. I don't know. We'll find out. I'd be happy with that. I, I just, I've been really enjoying uh, the first Fantastic Beast movie, and I like the trailers for the next one. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited for what that means, you know, for a a bigger franchise for yeah. Harry Potter than just Hogwarts and Great Britain. Yeah, um, I, th- I think whenever I originally watched the Fantastic Beast movie, and I think we like you know whenever we did the review, I was kind of like you know down on it a little bit, like where I was like, oh, it's not not the same, and it's like, mm-hmm. and while it isn't the same, I've watched it since then <laughs> a couple of times, and it's like I've enjoyed it more each time i've watched it where i'm like oh man that's something that's cool because it's like i well, just have to in my yeah. brain remove harry potter and those characters and yeah. then that vibe from what i you know from what yeah. this movie is or from what the the larger wizarding world really <laughs> is so yeah i still have like the same like i again i do like it better now than i did whenever we first watched it i think i still have i i just kind of ignore that whole like meta narrative about um what's his face grindelwald or whatever because mm-hmm. like to me that's not even the intriguing part like I, it definitely i have no reason to care about that right now it definitely yeah definitely the the coolest parts about that movie to me now looking oh, at it, yeah it's like it's like hey these are great characters that interact together really well and there are ridiculous beasts that are out there and it's like that's the part of that movie there i'm like oh this is super fun and yeah. and really intriguing to watch so yeah i i mean i'm a lore hound about franchises and properties that I that I like, obviously Star Wars, I know a ton about, probably more than I should. Um, but the the intriguing part for me about Fantastic Beast was, first of all, this is a book that's referenced in the Harry Potter series, so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, cool, like I have we're it over getting my to shelf. learn, yeah, about about Newt. And uh, when the movie came out, since there hasn't been much written about it already, like there wasn't other books that kind of told us who. Newt was and mm. what this whole story was like like we all went into it blind mm-hmm. uh however before the movie came out uh jk rowling had put out like a few short stories yeah mm-hmm. on her potter world Pottermore. or, Pottermore mm-hmm. or whatever 
And those were really, really interesting to mm-hmm. me. And they talked about the found, like how America had a magic society and why mm-hmm. they call them nomads and why, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're not allowed to have wands or they're not, the, you know, like all the difference yeah. between them versus the Hogwarts world, mm-hmm. you know, in, in London. And I'm like, that is fascinating, you know? Yeah. And, and to find out in one of those short stories, she says there's like seven schools or I don't know, nine mm-hmm. schools, something like that across the uh, the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? We could, we could see this story play out across nine or seven or however many different schools. Like my brain started spinning like fast about that. Mm-hmm. So when we go into that world in the movie, you know, I'm, I'm looking at not just the beasts cause they are really fun and cool. Mm-hmm. And, and those characters were great. Uh, the, the one uh, human guy, what is his name? Oh, I can't man. remember his name, but yeah, that he's guy hilarious. is so he's funny, well, and, and that's he like just, the first time that we've really seen in the movie. Yeah, you know? it's the first time we've seen a, any like non magic person yes. interact at that level yeah. with and like it's magic great. people. Oh my gosh, it's, it's so great. good! Yeah, and so there was a lot to like about the movie to me. I'm sure there's things that I would nitpick uh, even now after seeing it several times, but yeah, but I just loved that it opened up the world. Yeah, yeah. It, it just really widened it. So and the new again, one. Was- Jacob, Jacob Kowalski is his name. Kowalski. So good. <laughs> Looking at the game, I'm like, oh, if this was an MMO mm, that had saying. expansions to take you to these yeah. different areas yeah. of the world that had all these different schools, and you could learn the lore and, and the history, and like yeah. that's a richness that I'm like, yeah, I am down for that. I mean, but who knows? But I'm sure there will be good stuff from it, even as an RPG, that I'll enjoy. But So the studio that they is reported, like rumored to be working on it, so uh, WB Games has two different studios. They have Rockstar, which did the Batman Arkham game, or not Rockstar, sorry, Rocksteady, mm-hmm. which did the Batman games. Um, not Rockstar, they don't own Rockstar. It's like, wow. I Rocksteady, <laughs> Batman games, and then they have, they recently purchased in 2017. Do they own Rocksteady, though? Yes. Okay. Um, they they purchased Avalanche Games from Disney, which was the studio that oversaw all of the uh, Infinity, the Disney Infinity games. Mm. And so it's like they have... Isn't there also like WB Games Montreal? Yes. And they did like... The, they did... Because the, they did Origins, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did the B... Like the, they're like the B team on the Batman yeah. games, basically. <laughs> they did some of the DLC, I think, for uh, some of the other nice. uh, Batman games, too. So... Um, but yeah, like, so they're talking the avalanche, like some of their job listings line up with RPGs and like that sort of thing. So like some of their lore, like deep lore kind of story people that they hired over the course of the last like two years. So, um, Mm -hmm. people are thinking that that's where it's at, which I'm excited about the infinity, like Disney infinity, the last Disney infinity games, like the gameplay of that was super varied and really cool. Um, it's a great third person kind of snappy game. Um, so I mean, if that's the kind of gameplay we're talking, I'm like, I'm, I'm in too, you know? Yeah. I, I would want more depth than that, but yes. Of course. Yeah. Cause those um, were geared more towards like our super young audience. Yeah. And they were like real arcadey. Right. And I think they went for breadth a lot of times rather than like that depth where it's like, oh, yeah. the, you know, at first glance, the, uh, the lightsaber fights super amazing. They, you know, have yeah. the Diablo person behind them or whatever, but like. It doesn't really go far because they also have racing, you know, and it's yeah. like, oh, they have all this like different <laughs> stuff going on in their game. And it's in the ridiculous uh, to put all of this breadth into one game was amazing. But hopefully this is a little bit more focused than that. Yeah, so. I have a, a picture to show you guys this is my last piece of news. I want you to guess what movie this is from. Oh, boy. What upcoming movie this might be from. Have you seen this? Is that like a John Wayne biopic or something? Sylvester Stallone, 
in a cowboy outfit. That's I have no idea. It's from the next Rambo movie. Oh! Started shooting yesterday, and this is the first photo from I mean, this. I never would have thought. Fascinating. Uh, it would be uh, Rambo would have turned into a rancher. So, that, <laughs> but those. Let's well, check it, check it. He's, there's, there he is on a horse, and uh, there he is in the rain. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say. I'll just say I'm in. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to judge it because <laughs> I enjoyed r- the last Rambo movie uh, titled, was it? titled Rambo. Yeah. The, when the, did that one come out? Recently, uh, a few, couple years, ago, few I years ago, I don't think I ever saw that one either. Um, it it involved John Rambo living out in Cambodia, I think. Yes, that sounds and right. And he was uh, basically someone paid him to help get some of their friends that had been trapped or hostages or something. So essentially going. taken, but you know, Rambo, <laughs> but with Rambo, and it was hyper violent. I mean, like that movie, like Sylvester Stallone got got in? some interesting. Uh, fight scenes and some kills in that movie that were wasn't really it like fun. r-rated and that was the big deal at the time was like oh man this is like yeah it's an r i mean like, all well all of them are r but right. yeah there was the big like but it's like this is like well, hard they, they should make it pg-13 so that it appeals to more audiences and they're like no it's no. Like, no we're gonna do the it's opposite we're gonna that's what ruined down. the, the diehard series yeah totally totally and and so because of that and the fact that uh you know i again guilty pleasure i actually enjoyed the last rocky movie are you talking about not Creed? Balboa? Not Creed. Talk- I'm talking okay. about was it Balboa? Because Creed was amazing. Balboa. Yeah. Balboa. I liked Balboa. I liked I liked Balboa, and I loved Creed. Yeah. And I'm really psyched for Creed too. Creed yeah. two, man. So I'm the like, well, are good. Okay, Stallone, you're you're doing it. Yeah. So yeah. you want to be a rancher, uh, John Rambo? Then you be a rancher, and I pretty sure i'm gonna like it i'm so. more interested now than i would have been if he <laughs> hadn't been a rancher because now i'm like oh what are you doing <laughs> yeah. is that the news that's the news all right now we are going to review venom venom um so we just saw this movie so there's gonna be a spoiler free spot yeah. here yeah, yeah but then we'll do a spoiler countdown and then uh you guys can spoil all of it yeah um Overall, I don't. I don't know where to start with this. Did you like? Well, okay, hang on, hang on. <laughs> if I ask, did you like the movie? And you go, that's an interesting question, John. Yeah. Um, probably no. exactly what I would say. <laughs> uh, going into the movie, where was your like? Where was your like expectation? That's where I usually start whenever I do this. Honestly, I don't know. Like. It's Sony. I don't have a lot of faith in their uh, movie-making abilities <laughs> when it comes to Spider-Man or that universe. So that's kind of where they were at. I think my expectations were pretty low. Um, I was excited. I have a T-shirt. Yeah. I, I mean, Venom is a great character, and so I was looking forward to seeing him on the screen. Uh, however, I was looking forward to seeing uh, Topher Grace play him in Spider-Man 3, and look where that got us. Yeah, I was about so, to say, like, we've seen, we've had that happen hey, before. Yeah. So I said, you know what, let's just uh, temper those expectations. Let's go into this, uh, you know, at the bottom level, yeah. and then if it goes up, then yeah. you're pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think I was there too. Yeah. So that's that's where I that's where I started. Okay, okay. So then, as you saw it, like, what was your first impressions, like, after, like, after you saw it, like, what, what did you, you know, hey, was this... Was this um, like, hey, yeah, I met my expectation, exceeded expectations. I think it, it, it met my expectations, and uh, 
I think it was a little long. <clears throat> How long was it? I don't know. I, see, I, I think that <laughs> this is going to sound funny when you get into the spoiler version of this. Uh, but because my expectations were so low, I would say it exceeded my expectations. <laughs> uh, and I'll dig into that later. But um, I, I didn't feel like it was too long, but it definitely, the pace definitely felt weird. Yeah. Yeah. Pacing was off. Pacing okay. was off. I'll say, we'll say, we'll, we'll yeah. leave it there. Pacing okay. was off. Um, I think Tom Hardy did a pretty good job. Although like, uh, I don't, Maybe this comes down to like just the characterization they wanted of him. I don't remember um, his he he felt too timid to me whenever he wasn't Venom. I don't remember him being he's like just kind of shuffles around and like he's just this dopey guy. Yeah, well, if you're referring to like comic books and yeah. the old Spider-Man TV show from yeah. when we were kids, like Eddie Brock was a bully. Mm-hmm. You know he was he was far more aggressive. Yeah, and than I don't need Tom to be Hardy that played necessarily, him. but like, yeah, he's he, but he was but he was the o- exact opposite of that. Well, he was ticked off too. Like that was part of his his draw to or Venom's draw to him was that he was angry. Yeah, yeah, and and they they had a a, a you know again we're not getting too far into spoiler territory, but like Venom and Eddie Brock shared a shared hatred of Spider Man right. because Spider Man. Peter Parker, you know, ruined Eddie's life because of stuff at the Daily Bugle, and then took his job basically, right? Got him. I think he got him fired or something. Yeah. Depending on which story you're, you're listening to, but he with Venom, he refused. He, he rejected Venom. Yeah. So like both of them were mad at Peter Parker, and when they found each other, it was like a perfect union, and that's you know their that's their origin, and that was just. Not exactly the way to play it out in the movie. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not, not going into spoiler territory there, but it'll you know, be interesting to hit the spoiler section because I don't know how you remove Spider-Man from the Venom story. Really, exactly. Effectively, Effectively, that might be so. part of the problem. But they did leave. There is a you know little bit of a connective tissue we'll get into. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. So, Possibly. Like I think his performance you know. was good. Um, the just the overall like characterization and writing was you know like you know odd. Um, Music was okay. Graphics real good. It looked real good. Yeah. Venom looked amazing. Um, Here's a question. Did they yeah. say symbiote the entire time? Yes. Oh, my goodness. They said it all the time. Oh, my goodness. That I feel and, like somebody that at, and Parasite. I feel like somebody at Marvel should have been like, it's symbiote, not symbiote. I don't, like, yeah. yeah I don't, is weird. it one of those it's words weird. where it's like there's a British way to say it and an American way to say it? Don't. I don't think so. I've never, until the first trailer for, for Venom, I never have heard anybody refer to it as a symbiote. Mm. I don't know. It's yeah. not even one of those words that I haven't heard before. Like, you know how sometimes like you look at a word and you read it so many times, like, wait, well, that's how you pronounce it? Yeah. You know? But, like, this isn't even one of those, I don't think. I don't know but. who would look at that word and pronounce it symbiote. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like in the, the English placement language of the eye, like you that. would go sim- yeah. symbiote. Uh, anyways. Yeah. The uh, This is just an offhanded comment. So I work with... Um, a uh, guy who's from England, and he's actually very aff- affirming in the way that, that I say things sometimes. Where it's like, well, is it niche or niche? He's like, well, if you want to be true American, just say niche, and if you want to be British, say niche. I'm like, oh, I'm going to say niche then. <laughs> you know, I feel like that one's interchangeable, and so I like depending on the situation. Well, not according to him, but depending on the one situation, I'll use one versus the other. You this know, is, That's this is weird. a sidebar too, but I want to in- interject this here. Have you guys heard of this? I heard someone say 
that after the American Revolution or somewhere around the time that the colonies broke away from from England, that the English pomp and proper like version of the English language, British version, is that's when it became like they wanted to separate themselves a little further from oh, yeah, the that's Americans. When we speaking like that. And but but what I've heard, oh, what I was hearing is that we all that? talked the, the same. same because well, we were all and, British, but it was but it was the but it was the British that really changed their language instead of us changing ours. The oh, way I always yeah. thought it was. I, look, I, I don't know. That that's up. true. I just I, don't I, know. I heard that somewhere, and I thought I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's I don't know. Very strange yeah, and that's, interesting. That's me, really so. that's really strange. Of course, we don't have any audio recordings from the time. So how do you tell? Unfortunately, know, none of us are linguists. <laughs> you know, and none of us are. are well I just wanted to know if anybody had heard that same the thing. The etymology, well, like you know, so, so, some rings about in terms curious. of like yeah, like the well, we we started stopped doing things like that's why we didn't like. Well, for a while we like wore wigs, still wore wigs and all kind of stuff. Well, that's why we kind of divorced ourselves from those stylistically things. So it wouldn't surprise me if we just like completely did away with a lot of that stuff. Well, and then also like the like different dialects uh, over in in Europe, like it's like, oh, if you're like, there's literally like from one city to another, there's like massive, same as here, like with Boston and New York, it's like there are vastly different ways of speaking that are like merely like a stone's throw <laughs> away from each other. Yeah, or well, it was either that or it was like, you know, according to wealth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, like, I don't mean the, to the Cockney accents and things. Like, anyway, yeah. I don't mean to derail. We can go back to symbiote and symbiote, but, but I, just, I just, didn't know if anyone had heard. That. Regardless, that was one of the things where I was like, hopefully, it doesn't say symbiote the entire movie. So knowing that, I'm just immediately <laughs> like, I don't know, guys. I, I don't remember them saying it a ton. The well, specific people I don't want to talk about said it. Okay. A lot. Okay. okay. And the reason I said. Maybe, that's I'll, a maybe I blocked yes. it out of my Okay, mind. okay. Maybe I blocked well, it we, out. Yeah, we should just we should just we should just hit the spoiler clock. So but first <laughs> oh, okay. did you so direction, like as far as like the the ph- photography, like oh how was it? It's all right. Okay. I thought the I thought the car chase scene mm-hmm. that you see a little bit of in the trailers was great. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. Uh for, for a car chase, it's not like my favorite kinds of car chases would be like from Jason Bourne movies, you know, like love those. I was about to say, where is it on the scale Did of you see, like uh, Mission you know, Possible three? Three, yeah. No, not three. No, Sorry, the most recent the most, one. Fallout. Uh, Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. I that's a good I mean that's a good really good example of good car chase. Yeah. Like this is not I would say at that level. No. Okay. But it's still fun. Does it land and, somewhere where cause there's a good car chase in um there's a really good car chase in like Civil War. For a superhero movie, like it's a good car chase for a superhero movie. Where this one this is like on that? three times as long as that one. Okay, so so maybe better. I would I would say the action beats in Civil War was better than this one, I but think, I think though it was shorter, the car chase in Black Panther, Panther is better. Yeah, mm. yeah. gotcha. This, so are we going to spoil this thing? So should people go see this movie? <sighs> Only if you're a super Spider-Man Venom guy or gal. I would say if you're a completionist who just feels that they need to see all superhero films in the theater. Mm. Or if someone uh, offers to take you there and buy free popcorn and an icy. So it would take bribery is what you're saying. Yeah, Before, if you, know. if you yeah, came yeah. up to me and said, "Hey, I really want to, <laughs> I want to buy your movie ticket and buy you a giant popcorn and a giant icy," I'd be like, "Okay, I guess I can watch it." Again. That's how I saw Suicide Squad twice. Hmm. 
Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, honestly, at the end of that, that I would say that I that I didn't regret doing it. But I know I like ice season popcorn. Mm. At least for the first thirty minutes, I'd be I'd be fine. Yeah. The spoiler clock is winding down. We're gonna spoil it in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Uh, Spider Man's not in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is that is indeed correct. <laughs> That's so, really funny. Um, what were we just talking about? We were just talking about something, and I like we wanted to. So the oh, symbiote. So the, symbiote. the reason I brought up the British thing is because the the dude who's in the like the the doctor guy, he's the one who says it all the time, and he's British. And he says cut. it that way. Uh, so that's why I brought up that. It I might didn't be like spoil it. Like, maybe that's why I think like maybe he's saying it that way because maybe the British say it that way. Maybe I just don't know because I've recently run into that same issue. Maybe who that, knows? That could be true. It could be true. Yeah. You could be onto something, Chris. Could be. Could be onto something. <laughs> But so it seems, it seems real thin, but <laughs> other spoilery things that you mentioned before, you mentioned like, Hey, my expectations are higher on this one, but, uh, so it, it plays out more comedic than I was expecting. Mm. Yeah. Well, so like it was weird and I, like, I didn't know if we were supposed to be laughing. Yeah. Like, so Tom Hardy, <laughs> no, like sometimes like, uh, some, like some random person would think it was hilarious and like the rest of us were like. Are we supposed to be laughing? Waiting on a social funny? cue. Should we laugh? Mm. I don't know. Well, I didn't know. I wouldn't have. If I was sitting at home on my couch, I wouldn't have laughed. But uh, this guy's laughing. So, so maybe it's a comedy. I yeah. don't know. But isn't this. <laughs> okay. So the director, isn't it the same director as um, like Zombieland? Uh, that's a good question. Pretty sure look. it is. Yeah. And yeah, so, no, right. and so, like, I would assume there would be like funny elements to this. I think it was like, supposed it's, to be funny, don't you? I, you no, know, I definitely think it was supposed to be funny. I think that it would have. So, so this is the question. You've got a very violent character who in the comics is well known for killing people. Uh, yeah, same director. As he's Hollywood. got, you know, to look at him, he's a toothy maw who looks like he's just going to bite everything, you know? So yeah. obviously this is a visually violent looking character, a violent sounding character. The trailers make no bones about the fact that he bites heads off in the trailers. But it's PG-13, so there's really no like payoff for that. Yeah. Um there's there's no hard language which you know, I don't need that, but from an edgy character it helps. Yeah. Uh reference Deadpool. Mm. Um or even uh Logan. Logan. Yeah. Blade. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the reasons I think the first Blade movie works really well right. is there's an edge to him that that is is from there's a seriousness to to that movie. The same way as Logan, there's a seriousness to that movie. Now then you got Deadpool it's not a serious. It's a funny Man. movie, but they they throw out enough gratuitous violence or cussing or whatever that you you know what you're supposed to be feeling. This movie, I didn't know what I was supposed to be feeling. I think you have hit the nail on the head with why I disliked this movie because I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing with it. Am I supposed <laughs> to be laughing at this because it's so over the top violent, like Deadpool? No, because it's not really over the top violent. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like corny. But like that's not a good reason to laugh at it. Mm. Like there, was, there was so many scenes where a head would get bitten off and not an ounce of blood. Oh, you didn't? And, I didn't know the the first time it happened. I I didn't know what happened. Yeah. I didn't know his head got bit off. There's there's a place where a guy gets he gets impaled. It happens like off screen. There's a there's a part where a guy gets impaled and no blood. Oh, and yeah, even and even too. he falls and the way he falls in the film like he's he's stabbed and kind of like discarded across the screen. 
And as he falls on his back, you know where he got stabbed. And he's wearing a white lab coat. And there's no blood. Hmm. Like, again, I, I don't think that you need... I'm not saying that every movie needs blood. I'm just saying no. that that with a hyper-violent character, a yeah. hyper... This acute awareness. That's why I say I just I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking. With Die Hard, I think the reason a lot of reasons why the most recent Die Hard movies have not been great is Mm -hmm. because they've tried to appeal to everyone. You neutered John McClane exactly, and John McClane cannot be neutered, and Uh, and that's the way I feel about Venom. (laughs) Like he he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be put in a box. If you had Mm -hmm. made Deadpool as a PG-13 film, it would not work. Which is why they firmly believe that it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, like the jokes aren't as funny when they're just jokes and they're not dirty. Right. Um, the violence doesn't work when it's <laughs> off screen or so fast that you mm-hmm. you don't get to see any blood. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, all it's of not those shocking things. Anymore. Yeah, like and that's what well, makes not, that movie work. It's not flashy or stylish either. Like it's like this is. I mean, it's just bland. Yeah, it, it would just blah. be like ah, yeah. Blah. And you know? and you can make a case for you know uh, an artist or a director if you want to call them one or the other that that can make an entertaining film without the use yeah. of that stuff yeah. i'm not saying that that's not a thing obviously there's a ton of superhero films that are rated pg13 and they're just fine yeah. they do not need extra violence they but, do not need but blood i think i think you're right it depends on the character yeah. what is the it character it does depend on the character well and you think about like okay so this story so venom at its core we mentioned that hey we removed spider-man from the venom story which i don't know how that's possible but if you insert spider-man into this story it could work as a pg13 movie because it's like okay spider-man is you know quipping and and you have you have venom who's like the opposite of that it's violent and it's but you don't necessarily have to show it in that instance but whenever you remove this other compelling aspect of it it literally just is like okay well what is left it's almost like whenever you have like a a uh whenever venom shows up in the spider-man comics it's like oh it's definitively not like a dark venom because it's spider-man's there and he's like, oh, this is still the same, like, hey, Peter Parker or or whatever, Spider-Man is quipping and, you know, saying funny things. Well, in that sense, though, like, like Venom is also the the villain. Mm-hmm. And in this, he was never made out to be the villain. Yeah. He's not a villain. Yeah. And so, like, whenever you focus on, like, the Venom comic, like, if it's a standalone, hey, this is about Venom, you have to have something that, to that's compelling, you know, other than quips. Yeah. That's, I mean... We we talked about this coming out of the theater briefly because we didn't want to talk too much about this so that our review was more, you know, not rehearsed. But coming out of the movie, um, Venom as a as a character, like he he's an he's considered an antihero now, but originally he he is the bad guy and he has that common uh, interest that he hates Spider Man and so Spider Man's not here in this film. Uh, the the thing that I said they they left it open a little bit was because he talks about being in New York and he getting ran out he, of yeah he got of, lost a job at the Daily Globe yeah they didn't say Daily Bugle yeah it was Daily Globe weird and uh-huh. and he he says well I was I didn't I didn't get run out of New York I was uh, running or something and he left New York so like yeah. hmm. but so there's a little bit of a glimpse of like maybe into his history that there was something blah 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 the the point is though that that Spider-Man, you know, the the we were at the end of this movie. There's a like what five minute clip about uh, into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, which uh, is awesome. It's dude. weird. It's like the, the I'm so pumped about the, the movie, movie ends. There's a short, you know, mid mid credit uh, button that you get to watch that we'll talk about in a second. 
And then like right before the very end of the credits, they break and it's a hard break for five minutes. You get to watch this scene, scene play out from Into the Spider-Verse, what? which was fantastic. Of course, because that movie that and, looks amazing. And while we were leaving, that's what we were saying. Like the reason it looks so good it look, and we're so excited to see it is because it seems like they really followed the comic story. Yeah. And they well, finally made a Spider-Man movie that feels that, like Spider-Man. That feels like well, Spider-Man. It's, it's also like even from a movie standpoint, like from a from a technological like feat of like, hey, oh, yeah, we're doing beautiful. something different yeah. with yeah. with animation. Like we've had the same style, you know, Pixar style animation on every single movie for the last like however many years. And like this is the first one where I'm like, this is definitively different, different. than the yeah. other things. And awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's either Pixar style, <clears throat> claymation, stop motion, yeah. or yeah. anime. It's yeah. been anime. Or, like yeah. whatever thing's been. And so that like hmm. that alone you know, it, it is what I think like hinders Venom from being a full fulfilling experience as a movie because mm-hmm. it's it falls to me like all the DC movies, uh, yeah. with the exception maybe of Wonder Woman, that that they have taken a character by name and vaguely by appearance and said let's make a movie about it, and then somewhere in a boardroom when they decided that Spider Man couldn't be in this film. Rather than go, hmm, should we make the movie then? Because without Spider-Man as the setup, we lose. We have to totally change his backstory. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Instead, like you could get away with having Spider-Man in one movie, and then because you understand the motivations of Eddie Brock and Venom, now we can build on mm-hmm. that character and have other movies without Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But without Spider-Man... Like that's the reason the character was invented. So by taking him out, you're es- essentially re-establishing, rewriting everything about the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's not always, and in most cases, not a good idea. Yeah, and that's why I say about DC and 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 the D- the DC films is that you know they run into the same problem with Man of Steel. You know when you fundamentally rewrite his core you know, value or his core belief system, you've changed the character. And now he's not mm-hmm. as compelling of a character. Yeah. Uh, Batman's the same way. Like any of the main characters we look at well, in Justice League movie uh, across the board was just not not good. And Venom, to me, falls into that same category of like, you've changed him so far. And, and I know the, the first thing people would tell me is like, well, you know the comics, so it matters to you. I'm like, no, this is an archetype kind of thing. Yeah. And, and the reason these stories work is because they've had, in Venom's case, 30 years or 20-something mm-hmm. years Worth of, worth of trial and error. Yeah, I think like I've said you before know? on the podcast, I'm like if you want to, if you want to change the character, then just make up a new character. Don't slap uh, like the name of something else on it yeah. and call it this character because it's really not. At the same time, like with the even the DC characters, like those, like there's been versions of Superman that are the version that we got in Man of Steel, like, and it's like, but they were less compelling. Like they were generally yeah. like those comics were less compelling. And, and I still like Batman. Man of Steel. Same thing as like the Batman that's in Batman versus Superman, like that Batman that kills people, like you know, yeah. left and right all over the place. That the Batman exists in the comics in like certain series, but like arguably, some people say, "Oh, that's my favorite Batman," but. The majority of people are probably looking at it going, that's not my favorite Batman. It's just yeah. like they chose the wrong yeah. versions of these characters to bring yeah. out. I agree with that. And yeah, so, yeah, I get you what you're know. saying. Yeah, and that, and like, that's like we've vetted, we've vetted like which versions of these characters are like the the best characters, yeah. you know, yeah. the best but, versions. Because I like different takes on Batman, like the right. uh, the Batman Telltale series. Right. R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> I, I, love, I loved that take on that universe. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like you have, you know, 
the Batman Year One versus Batman uh, in um, Dark Knight or like yeah. whatever. It's like there's vastly different versions of Batman. But I would say, but I would say that you just like, picked the wrong one, guys. I would say all of those, and, and to varying lengths. Like I didn't enjoy the Batman in uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Because fundamentally, it wasn't necessarily even Batman alone that I didn't like, but I didn't like the fact that they rewrote Alfred's motivation. Hmm. You know, from comic book, hmm. you know, years and years of comic books, Alfred sticks with Batman regardless. Yeah, yeah. He and Bruce are, For sure. you know, connected at the hip, you know. And so the sure. fact that that movie, he was basically going, I can't go here with you, Master Bruce, I'm going to have to leave. Like, that took me out of the story because I'm like, you're rewriting a fundamental part of his character and the hmm. same thing with him i couldn't get over that after the dark knight he would just camp out in his mansion for eight years and not do anything i'm like yeah. even if you had broke a hip and were not physically able to be batman bruce wayne would have had something to say about his city like bruce wayne would have there would have been something and that's the story of batman beyond yeah. like when when bruce wayne's too old to be batman what's yeah. he do he mm-hmm. he goes and puts somebody else in that so, so like yeah those are the things about batman that that the dark knight rises just did not resonate with me but you know, it had a lot of box office, yeah. you know, yeah. I think it had and a lot of momentum will, going into it. And other people will say, oh, that was a good, good end to that Batman story sure, or whatever. Sure. And it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I see the, both perspectives as well on that one. And again, like I see the, I, I understand like why you chose the Superman you chose. It's just, that's not my favorite Superman. Exactly. That's not my favorite Batman. Where in right. this case with like Venom, it's like, is this even a Venom that has like been vetted out there like with, you know, comics or anything like that. So, so, like an example here, did you guys enjoy Spider-Man: Homecoming? Yeah, yeah, it was good. So, I have gone back since Spider-Man: Homecoming. I've watched uh, all but the last Amazing Spider-Man, the, which is the best Amazing Spider-Man in some cases. I haven't too. watched that one, um, but I yeah. watched the other four, whatever the Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Three, Three, and then Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man. So, uh-huh. I watched those four. Of the four that I've watched, yeah, Homecoming is so much more entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it feels the most like Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It feels fun. Yeah, but there's stakes. Yeah, and we didn't even get the origin story with Uncle Ben. We didn't get the guilt trip. We didn't get any of that kind of stuff going into yeah. it. Like, but why is that? Well, I I firmly believe that Marvel, Kevin Feige, understands why these characters have have endured. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you look at a comic roster throughout the years, it, it just take one year, you're going to see multiple new characters be introduced in the course of that year. Whether it's Marvel, DC, mm-hmm. Valiant, whoever, like they're going to put out, you know, Hydro Man or whatever stupid name that they come up with tomorrow. You know, but which of those characters survive? Mm-hmm. This is Comics 101, where they throw out a character every other week, it seems like, but yeah. at the end of the year, two of them stay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's because something resonated about that character. So the next year, they're building on that. They're building on that. you got a character like Captain America, Spider-Man, in this case, Venom, who's had years and years and years of, uh, what I said earlier, trial and error. Yeah. They've put mm-hmm. a story out, something resonated, so mm-hmm. they went down that path. At some point, it didn't resonate. The, the audience, the comic readers, whoever, were like, mm, we don't like that. So they mm-hmm. go, okay, back up. Uh, they didn't like that. Let's change it. Let's go down this path. Mm-hmm. And they just kept on navigating those waters of of what a fan enjoys, what a fan wants to see. That's that's why I'm saying this movie and others like it, DC you know, movies predominantly and others, it, it just, they didn't take their own advice. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't look at their source material. Yeah. Man, so what you're making me reevaluate is origin stories in general 
Like, take, for instance, the new uh, Spider-Man video game. Not an origin story. We'd not address how or why he became Spider-Man. And you don't even address... Like, there's things that have happened that they reference, like, that they... that Similar to, like, the way, you know... um, I think of something like Star Wars will just reference offhandedly something that happened in the past, and it's like, explain that, please? Yes. And they're like, no, we're not going to explain that, The bounty hunter I ran into on Ord Mantell. What is the bounty... What is... Who's the bounty hunter, and where is Ord Mantell? I want to go. Yeah. Like, I want to see that Han Solo. But then, like, so with, you know, they do that, but with Spider-Man stories, and a lot of, like, with the what the video game does are, like, winks at, like, runs of comics where it's yeah. like, oh, man, you know, and in fact, like, they'll do, like, other inside jokes. We'll talk about, like, oh, man, I wish I could clone myself, you well, know, like, like oh. things like that where it's like, oh, clearly. <laughs> well, like, also, like, to your point, though, like, okay, pick the best version of that character. Mm-hmm. Like, is any of our favorite comics in this room the origin story of our favorite superheroes? Mine's not. I mean, you also think about, like, what do you mean an origin story? Because, like, Batman Year One is one of my favorite graphic novels, but the origin story takes, like, four pages, you know? And it's like, okay, the rest of that, like, (laughs) the rest of that entire, like, run of comics, which would equate to 12 different comics, is all, like, new just the first year. Right, and, well, and I think that, like, you know, even though it wasn't a, this wasn't a direct relation to it, but, like, I think they reference, they take that same approach in, like, Batman Begins. Yeah. The, like, origin story is in the very beginning of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And... It takes, like... The rest of it is about like his training and more about like Ra uh, Ra Ghoul and all that kind of stuff. Ra's Al Ghoul, however you pronounce it. Raj Al Ghoul. Mm -hmm. That's a new one that we have. Or Raish. I think it's Raish. Raish. Pretty sure it's Raish. Is that the British way? That's that's how they say it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that Raish Al Ghoul. Raish Al Ghoul is how they say it on the TV show uh, Arrow, but it is also how they say it in the Batman uh, Arkham games. Maybe, maybe. But then. You know. So so here's here's a thought. <laughs> Let's spoil another thing here. Yeah. In the in the after credits or mid credits little yeah. button, uh, you are introduced to um, I forget the guy's first name. It's it's Cassidy, something Cassidy, and that is Carnage in oh. the comics. And uh, it's uh, he's a he's a serial face? killer. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Yeah. Well, I, that already that Very already intriguing. has me intrigued yeah. because Woody Harrelson, you know. So it's so like, Eddie it looks Brock, like Raggedy Andall Eddie here. Brock is uh, so, for some reason invited to the prison where he is holed up uh, as an as an inmate, apparently on death row or something. You know, whether death row or not, he's maximum security, and he is using his blood apparently to write the word "Welcome Eddie" on the cell, which was you know that's a nice touch. Uh, and he makes some crazy statements and whatever. So you're, he says something about whenever, when I get out of here, there's going to be carnage. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you, you just, just couldn't, you couldn't underhanded throw that to us. You had to just punch us in the face. With What's it. funny about that, like to me is like, it's, it's essentially the same problem of like, Hey, let's shoehorn a universe into a single movie. Yes. It's similar to like, so one of the, like I say that the second amazing Spider-Man movie is the, the better of the two. <laughs> But it's like there are certain elements of that that are like literally shoehorning in the universe into this thing where um, what's-his-face shows up as Rhino. Um, Oh, yeah. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, Uh Paul Giamatti shows up as Rhino. Which is great. I love that That's a great casting choice. It's so fun. But it's like the way that they implement it, you're just like, this is no, no, just no. Yeah, it's real stupid. But anyway. Uh, Well, what what I was like, where I'm going with the whole, like that button at the end is fine if that's what you want to do to tease your next movie. But... I honestly think that that should have been the movie. 
Like, start with a Carnage movie. And a lot of people mm-hmm. will go, oh, you can't go Carnage first off. Well, if you don't have Spider-Man, where are you going to go? Like, the yeah. thing that made Venom an anti-hero in the comics was Carnage. Mm-hmm. So what, okay. So oh, Yeah, you're hitting on something that I was, uh, I, I've been wondering. What is this movie even about? Okay, like, so... Okay, uh, uh, I'll back up because I, <laughs> I don't, don't even know because I don't understand. I, uh, I don't remember because I never really read the the tr- like. Where did Venom come from? Is he an alien in the comics? So Venom, uh, the symbi the symbiote, the symbiote, <laughs> uh, is an alien. Okay. He came back on a space shuttle, okay. piloted by uh, uh, what's his name, editor of Daily Bugle. Yeah, it's his son, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson's son it was his who son, is an astronaut. Who's an astronaut. <laughs> Uh, brings back and so from this uh, the Sam Raimi version of uh, Venom in Spider-Man 3 is actually a little bit closer to the comic books but Mm -hmm. uh, he he comes back on the shuttle and uh, Spider-Man and him get connected Mm -hmm. so once Spider-Man realizes hey this this thing is cool and is making me super strong and gives me all these other powers and can make me have clothes and stuff like that and it's black and I look really awesome uh, it's making me really aggressive and it's changing fundamentally who I am I definitely want to get rid of it, but Gives he could your dance moves on the street. Yeah. Finger totally. guns. <laughs> and finger, finger guns. guns. Totally. Thank you for that, Tobey Maguire. Oh, Emo hair. So, <laughs> Honestly, uh, I'm, so f- I'm so happy that that movie exists specifically for like the <laughs> gifts. You know, it's yeah. just like, oh man. So he, so he finds a way to be a sound to separate himself from the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, he finds Eddie Brock. The symbiote finds Eddie Brock and they merge and form Venom. And and that was the the relationship between Spider Man and Venom was Sp- Venom wanted to kill Spider Man yeah like he he knew his secret identity mm-hmm. so there was a lot of story about that there mm-hmm. was you know just openly fighting to and that's why like you mentioned earlier that that comic books and and Venom and stuff uh, maybe didn't feel as as uh, threatening but to me as the reader as a kid when I was reading mm-hmm. Venom like. Anytime Venom was on the page with Spider-Man, mm. I was worried. Yeah. Mm. Because he looked vicious. He was always drooling everywhere and he had yeah. a million teeth. Like if he gets a hold of Spider-Man, he's going to kill him. You know, like that's the way I felt as a kid reading these these comics. So to to fast forward to the to this movie without that backstory, without any kind of of reasoning on mm. Eddie Brock's uh, perspective, you know, you 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 really neuter the movie of meaning. So if you would have just looked at this and said, "Okay, Guys, we can't use Spider-Man because of the deal with Marvel. Uh, we we can't put him into this film right now. But who says that he has to be in it? What if? And and Eddie Brock does go to San Francisco in the comics after he leaves New York. Really? Okay. So, so this, this whole thing takes place in San Francisco. So and he what basically if he faces off against an Elon Musk? It's a yeah. There's a there's a really smart super rich guy who's who space exploring is space exploring has found a comet that has a bunch of uh, symbiotes on it. So essentially, we're going after J. Jonah Jameson's son. Uh, ish. <laughs> ish. Kind of. Uh, he brings back a few of these samples to study, and, you know, so there's all hell breaks loose. Mm, mm. So there's four samples on, on the ship that crash lands back on Earth. I think they all died. Three three of them, or the, uh, the astronauts all died. Three of the symbiotes get back into the Elon Musk guy's hands. One of them escapes. Which, why? I don't know. So the one that escapes winds up taking over bodies, and you discover that the the, the symbiotes are basically killing their hosts. Uh, they're they're not able to sustain. They're feeding on them. They're feeding on them. Eventually, mm-hmm. the host dies, so they have to take over another one. They can't survive in open air, 
because apparently oxygen kills them. Um, so they have to find a host and, and therefore, you know, they keep on hopping hosts, this one that escaped. And it's unexplained. This, this thing happens in, uh, where at, um, it crashes like it in like, Asia somewhere. Yeah, it, was, it was like, yeah. And somehow somewhere where they the, spoke Mandarin, the three of them get put on a, you know, transport somehow get back to San Francisco to the Elon Musk character guys lab. Mm-hmm. The one that escaped finds its way to San Francisco since the whole movie body hopping without any explanation as to how or why. Like it's very weird I, that this even happened. Yeah, I originally thought that like it was going to like start going crazy like overseas yeah. somewhere and Venom was going to have to go stop it. Yeah. That's that not, would, it, that ne- would make it never more happened. sense. It would make way more sense. Way more sense. But into the end, you get to the you get to the crux of the movie, which was so fast. This is where the pacing issues come up again. Uh, but it was so by the time by the point. time that symbiote, who's now in a little girl's body that gets on a flight and comes across to San Francisco, uh, she shows up at the lab, which we've already established. Because Eddie Brock had to be like snuck into the lab yeah. via a doctor who has a security clearance, and they have giant gates with guards and watchtowers, and and somehow this little girl gets in, just walks in, like no explanation as to how she got through the security. But also, whatever missed opportunity could be really cre- creepy, super uh, creepy. The Shining was not was not mm. at all. Uh, she. D- dies, we guess. I don't know. You don't see her, but the symbiote leaves, and it takes over the Elon Musk character, and he becomes another Venom. So now oh, he is. Man. He's named so you're hitting on all of the superhero things that I dislike. The tropes, like, oh, exactly. let's literally create a dark version of that character yes. and go fight it. And know? so he is. He is uh, named Riot. Oh yeah, and that's a, that is a symbiote from the comics. Yeah, Riot is is one of the you know one of the the guys. Uh, so Venom is now has has had a change of heart and wants to stop Riot from getting on another spaceship and going to the comet where the rest of his people are and taking them all back to Earth and taking over the Earth. That's that's that's, like the, that's their plan. That's their plan. Um, Venom had that plan at the beginning. Yeah, and, and then because he, something that Eddie Brock did, which I still don't know what it was. No, Eddie, uh, he says you he said, cha- you changed he, me, Eddie. He changed me. And that's the reason that he winds up fighting Riot at the end of the movie. Here's the crux. You've you've decided in the boardroom, you know what? Our villain is going to be another symbiote. That's a risky move, first of all. Where do you go from there? Who's your next villain after you've already introduced one villain? More than that, how do you show another fight that doesn't look exactly the same as the fight in the first movie between symbiote and symbiote? That's That's where they're at in this movie. Riot versus Venom. So at the end, to see that post-credit thing where they're like, but Carnage is coming. And I'm like, why do I care? I've already seen the two the two symbiotes fight. What's this other one going to look like? The exact same thing. How do you how do you get creative with a giant gelatinous goo <laughs> version of something? Like, they both looked exactly the oh, same. Yeah. Venom and Carnage. Different, slightly different colors of black and gray. Yeah. Of, of goo. Venom and yeah. Carnage in the comic looked, they looked different. Yeah. But Venom and Riot in this movie look exactly the same, just different color and heads a little bit well, different also, shape. But uh, even yeah. their voices sounded almost identical. Yeah, but probably, you, I, yeah. you can tell. Yeah, but but Tom Hardy and the the Elon Musk character, you know, like he he's his like his skin color, his body size, his what is his all name, of that is name very. Name. I don't remember. He's that he's dude. a great actor. Yeah, he's, I like he's him, that dude. But, he's been on. A, he was in uh, Star Wars. He was in uh, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. 
He's uh he's the pilot, the Imperial yep. pilot. Like I like him a lot, but like he's he looks totally different than Tom Hardy, and yet their Venom and Riot counterparts look the same. You know, again, barring a little, like actually, Riot is bigger than Venom. Yeah, and has like jagged stuff. Is it Carnage him, slightly bigger than Venom too, though? No, like uh, Carnage, if anything, is smaller than Venom. Mm. And he, like he, I think it's is it John Cassidy or I don't know, whatever Cassidy. Um, he's he's like kind of skinny. And he's a redneck, and he's he's I don't know he just he looks so terrifying in the comics though. But it's Woody Harrelson in this. Yeah, but it's Woody Harrelson. Yeah. So we'll see what he looks like in the movie. But that's what I'm saying. Like in the boardroom, if you were having these conversations, why didn't somebody just go? You know what? Let's just forego the origin story. Yeah. Let's just start him in San Francisco. He's he's already dealing with this split personality, mm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm, yeah. And probably the most interesting thing that about was the movie the best part. was mm-hmm. him dealing with a, a, an alter consciousness that is talking to him, but yeah. nobody else can hear him. But mm-hmm. like they would immediately break into like where he's fighting off 10 guys. And then like, I'm not like, this is, this, is, this fighting is not even that impressive. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. impressive. And this and, is most of the movie. And mm-hmm. like, if you would have just started from scene one, Eddie Brock dealing with anger issues from having to leave New York. And you don't even have to say why. Yeah. You don't have to say that he fought yeah. Peter Parker, that he hates oh, Peter Parker, man, that, that he genius. had a Spider-Man thing. You just say like I'm I had to go completely across to the other side of the country to restart my life because of a bunch of junk that happened in New York and he's just mad. And you leave that like you talked about that thing from Star Wars, the yeah. the reference like you you throw a a little reference bomb out there and let the internet go nuts with it. Mm-hmm. But don't explain it in the movie because one day you might actually get to throw Spider-Man into this movie. It's and true. if you do, that's you're out. Mm-hmm. Oh, remember that first movie when he talked about New York? It was Spider Man that messed him up. <laughs> oh my god! Like, so, but that's a way better, you know, yeah. reason to to insert him back into the film later if you were able to use Spider Man. And beyond that, you you avoid the the origin story hassle. Mm-hmm. And if you did Carnage, yeah, then you're already going to see him fighting his nemesis and make him a hero. Yeah, because yeah. now he's he's like, oh man, I hate Spider Man, but I will not let Carnage kill a bunch of random, you know. I mean, he, yeah. this time he basically took he took down a evil corporation. Yeah. Okay. Well, and they go out of their way in this movie to try to tell you that he really He's a really he bad dude. Really well, no, that Eddie Brock like really just he loves homeless people. Oh. He is just all about the the everyday man and you know, just the injustice of, of homeless people and you know, like it was very very weighted to that, which again is not in the comics anywhere. Well, and, and, and Eddie Brock is a and, jerk in the comics, and, like, yeah. and he was very much like, "Don't kill anybody." Like, we don't eat people. We yeah. don't, like it's like well, this is the so, stuff you want to see in this movie. So I, can I want see, to see him eat people. I can see why you would make the choice to do some of that. So it's like, oh, well, let's make him, let's make him likable. But at the same time, like that's not the interesting thing about that character. Like, no. That fundamentally changes the character to and your argument. To Deadpool, before, like they don't, know? they don't go out of their way to make Deadpool likable. He is no. a Bad dude. <laughs> yeah, he's completely unlikable. He's selfish, um, which makes him somewhat endearing somehow. But yeah. like, I mean, at the, at the same time, like this is—I uh, mean, it's just like this seems like this movie just shouldn't have shouldn't have been greenlit. Like, shouldn't have in, at least in this form. Like, it's like, hey, this is—I don't know. It just seems really ill-advised. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I just—I didn't have as much fun with it as I was hoping to. Yeah, it was just kind of a bland movie, and. You know, it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that's what it is. It's it's not a movie that I that I really care to revisit. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and and that's a shame because Michelle Williams is in it, and she's a great actress. And yeah. I was just kind of well, like, Tom, like Tom Hardy as well. Tom like, Hardy, like, oh, man, Tom, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Like, like that. Meh. That is literally the only thing about this movie. Like whenever it was originally like way back in the day, we're like, oh, we're green lighting a Venom movie, and it's got Tom Hardy. I'm like, You're okay, like, yeah. that makes sense. That's a good like he's he's a good bad guy. Yeah. You know. And I think and again, I think he did a good job with probably what they gave him. But like, I don't know if if the movie had started out with him fuming and being angry about what had happened to him in his previous life in New York. And when he got to San Francisco or maybe, maybe that's part of the beginning is his road trip across the country, you know, and by the time he gets to San Fran, he is mad and, you know, starts to find ways to take out his anger and you, you position him as a villain early on in the movie. Like he's going to be the bad guy. And then you flip the script and, Mm -hmm. and introduce carnage yeah that that is just so much more compelling on paper you know i'm I'm just brainstorming this but but i think tom hardy could have done a ton with that in you know the the journey across the country especially with that like like we already said the times when he's talking to himself he's talking to venom (laughs) were the best parts of the movie i mean they were they had fun himself and like he scares his neighbor yeah that was really funny like there are things about that, that that they were the best parts of the movie. And I'm like, all right, spend the first 30 minutes of your yeah. non-origin story being an origin story and letting us get comfortable with him having the split personality that's also this hulking, gross, gelatinous Venom character. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we – right about the time we're, we're going to write him off as the, the, the bad guy here, flip the script on me, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. You know? It's funny, like I'm looking at the cast. The cast is fantastic. Like, yeah. like you said, Tom, Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, uh, Riz Ahmed is the dude yes. that you're talking yeah. about, and then uh, Woody Harrelson, Jenny Slate. I mean, like it's like everything about this movie is like, oh, this is yeah. good movie territory. Yeah. But then it's just it kind of falls flat. Even so, with the director, wise. even yeah. with uh, what, what's his name. Well, I mean, like that's the thing that like kind of had me from whenever it was like, oh, it's 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 Tom Hardy, and then also the director of Zombieland. I'm okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I I think like, and then so the last thing I'll say like. With all that being said, I've talked about before how I just I like I'm I don't do not like there's two things I don't like in the superhero movies. One, taking away their powers. That didn't happen in this one. Two, <laughs> fighting another version of yourself. Yep. Like and I I know this is controversial too. I don't like Zod as a villain. I think he's a terrible villain because he's Superman. And is Superman fighting Superman? I don't disagree. I would have given Logan a ten out of ten had he not been fighting himself. <laughs> I gave it an eight out of ten, I think, because of that. It's like I'm so sick of just the, what's the only thing we can face? Well, another version of him. Like that's ridiculous. So I mean, it's it's it's, uh, it's unoriginal. Star Trek Into Darkness. Yes. You know. Oh, what are we fighting? A giant <laughs> version of the Enterprise. <laughs> really, J.J. Abrams. Really, like you couldn't have spent an extra two days concepting a cool looking ship. Yeah. That doesn't literally look like a black giant enterprise. The, like the uh, it's the same thing though. Only it's place it works. Iron Man and Ironmonger. Yep. It's it's Tony Stark fights Obadiah Stane in a giant version of and the then Iron fights Man what's armor. his face in Iron Man Two. Whiplash. Yes. Yes, but that was a definitively better version of Iron Man One. But yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, actually, no, not according to no. our ranking, John. Oh, that's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. Who ranked all the Marvel Iron Man one though recently. was oh, so really? special at the time I'll contextually. I'll, to, I'll, to, I'll to read that to you. Um, but yeah, so that, that that's that's my spiel. 
Oh, I was going to say the only place it did work was in Master and Commander. Well, they're basically fighting another version of themselves. I mean, but how do you fight an, a, an additional ship? You know, it's like, oh, we're in a <laughs> naval vessel. We've got to fight another naval vessel. That's the thing. I, I think that there are ways, you know, obviously around some of this stuff. You just have to you have to be patient and think it through. Yeah. If you're not going to adhere to source material, you have to spend a lot of time figuring out what, what your compelling antagonist is going to be. And if you can nail that, if you can nail a compelling antagonist, you can make a average movie pretty good. Mm-hmm. And if you have a pretty good movie with a great villain, you can have a fantastic mm. movie. I mean, I feel like that's the the thing about The Dark Knight. You know, Christian Bale was was great as Batman in Batman Begins, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he like reinvented the the superhero franchise in that movie. Mm-mm. It wasn't until you had a great villain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with an already good character. Mm-hmm. Right. Christian Bale is a good Batman. A great Joker makes The Dark Knight one of the defining superhero movies of our age, probably for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Well, honestly, that's more of a Joker movie than a than a Batman yeah. movie in a lot of ways. Anyway, just like so many of the like really good Batman stories in the comics are like more yeah. more like the villain story. Like if you think about oh the Rogues Gallery, like there's a reason that the Rogues Gallery of Batman is such a iconic thing. Well, they play same off with Spider Man though. Mm-hmm. Like Spider Man has a, an amazing like Rogues Gallery, oh, yeah. but it's because they focus so much on like making them understandable and also completely yeah. evil. They talk about that and the reference that like in in uh, Arkham Knight, like what who is who is Batman without the Joker and who's the Joker without Batman? Right. And it's like that's a great argument. Well, it makes you worry, thing. kind of worry about the if Batman's not in in some sense in the Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, Joker movie. Yeah. I'm kind of like I don't know that I care. Well, yeah. and it's like I'm I'm down for people investigating like new ways to take characters, but at the same time, like the Joker where we don't know and quote unquote origin, like is the scarier Joker again. Yeah. Cause like, it's like, I don't yeah. know why you're here. I don't know why you're yeah. doing this. I don't know. You know. Like, I don't understand you. Well, like the dark Knight is like, he won't, he, he makes up like, what is it? Three different origins. Yeah. For, like, yeah. How himself. he got his scars. Yeah. And all yeah. That stuff. Yeah. I mean, like well, that's that's the part of that's part of this the the uh, the anarchy, pure anarchy of the Joker is like part of the scary part for me. Like, yeah, and, I think yeah. that that's again where filmmakers and studios have to remember that a, a a superhero at its core is an archetype mythic character, mm-hmm. and you have to handle that the same way that that great literary works have handled it throughout history. Like you have to have a it, it's a it's a balancing act. You've got a great you know archetype hero. You have to have a great archetype villain because mm-hmm. that's the only thing that can challenge mm-hmm. you know and and create a a a uh, compelling story for the the hero to have to overcome. Mm-hmm. You know when the when the villain is not up to snuff, the the hero doesn't ever feel like he's in true danger mm-hmm. or that he's truly grown in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So whenever you challenge him with a great villain, then now you're asking, you know, can this this hero overcome this dire obstacle? Yeah. Can they grow in some way that they that they weren't at the beginning of the story? Can they can they move? you know, to another position that also makes them an interesting archetype character. But if you if you miss out on that villain side, then then you're you're screwed from the get go. Mm-hmm. And that's where Venom to me just just kind of tanked was that yeah. they, they never even tried to make the villain an equal to him and certainly didn't they never tried to move his like from a needle perspective, there's one moment where Venom is of all characters, Venom is chastising Eddie Brock about not apologizing to his ex girlfriend. And I'm like 
First of all, so how did weird. a symbiote learn morals? Yeah, I, I Second heard, of and all, how did he know? But so also that was the other thing too. Some things he knew about about Brock, and some things and he some did. things he did. Yeah. And I'm like, so, this doesn't make any sense. So that's also weird because in in like the comics slash whenever the symbiote like he knows what you know because he's part yeah. of you. Well, so, and that's also what makes that's what makes Venom the enduring character that he became is because he had a change of heart. He starts as the villain mm-hmm. and he moves to an antihero. That's the thing that everybody goes, man, I love Venom. He's so cool. Well, if he always stayed a villain, you might love him, but it'd be for a different reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 that's that's one of the the things that you have to consider this stuff going into filmmaking. And I just feel like studios are impatient and they don't want to give the time to develop that kind of story. Well, who made, and directors who just aren't meticulous. Well, that's enough. Fox, though. Fox, okay, because that's that's X Men side yeah. of things. Because well, you're just like saying like. It's the difference between uh, Deadpool one and Deadpool two. Two, Deadpool one, he didn't. That was not. I don't even, like the villain was not great. Deadpool two, great villain, and he ended up changing. And there was a like. It's like there's two layers of villains in that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then like even in like Deadpool one, like it didn't have a great villain, but the the hero wasn't that like wasn't wasn't that great either. Wasn't that much of a hero either. Well, and yeah. it's like and also it was still like fantastically fun to watch because you're like okay, this is this is. Yeah, is what it is. So I mean, there's a right way to do like a, hey, this like not super good person like Edgy, slash antihero is yeah. battling this even eviler person. Like there is a way to do that that yeah. works. Yeah. It's just you know you didn't do it this time. So. It's new. It's nuanced though. Yeah, you know if you can get the nuance right, even if even if the the giant theme that you're going after doesn't land, the nuance will carry it. Yeah. But but if you lose both of those, then you know what hope do you have? So are we ready to rate this thing? I am. Oh my gosh. Let's let's hear the rating. I'm 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 gearing myself up. I'm like bracing myself <laughs> for some of the lowest scores that we've gotten. I'm giving this I'm a sure. six out of ten. Six out of ten. Okay, that's not the lowest. Not the lowest you've ever given. I'm giving this a four out of ten. Okay, okay, okay. So it averages to a five. Yeah. I I thought about going lower. Probably should. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. I usually go high. I'm I'm a I'm yeah. a generally optimistic uh, superhero movie watcher, and uh, yeah, I just I just this did not get it. It didn't get it for me. No. What was my lowest score? Five. For what? For Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that was a pretty terrible movie. The second one. Uh, or the first one was it the first one because the, the second <laughs> one was crazy because the second one at least had Stephen Amell in it so. <laughs> that's true okay so um, we are on the path to episode 300 this is uh, what is it 282 you got it okay palindrome so, la- it is a palindrome last uh, last week we started walking through every single episode of the podcast 15 at a time by my calculations we will hit 300 on episode 300 we'll talk about the last 15 the most recent ones on episode 300 so last week i teased and asked you john i told you we also on episode 16 talked about a video game industry kind of issue do you remember what it was was it so it's video games, really? Yes. Okay, was it DLC? No. No, okay, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, episode 16, we talked about Fez 2's cancellation and the impact we as players have on the games industry. Because remember... That's right. Everyone, all the hatred directed at um, uh, Fez, Fez 1, 
and uh, basically canceled that game. Like Fez Two, uh, was it, is it Jonathan Blow? <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, canceled that game. Can you fact check me on that while I talk about all these? I don't want to. So Jonathan Blow got fed up with everyone and uh, canceled Fez Two. As we talked about that uh, episode seventeen. We talked about digital comics. This was back, I think, I don't even know if Comixology existed at the time. I don't know what we were reading these things on, but it was like, this is your and my for, first foray into digital comics was around this time. This was back Ooh. in August of 2013. With uh, We reviewed Batman 66 and The Adventures of Superman digitally, the digital copies. I don't remember why. Were they digital only at the time? Or digital first, maybe? Digital first. Yeah. Uh, or no. They were hmm, some of them were digital only. There were some some comics that they were just then debuting as like, oh, this is going to be like a, a digital only comic yeah. for like a month, and then it comes out. Like I later, think that's so. what these were. Um, I don't know, like weird. I don't know why. It's so strange. Phil Fish. Phil did, Fish. Sorry, uh, I apologize to Jonathan Blow. Uh, didn't he do the witness? He did do the witness. You're right. Phil Fish is the one who canceled. That's right. Too. That's right. Everyone hated him. Sorry, Phil Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 19 uh, was Gamescom 2013. Uh, I don't know what. I remember that being a big, big Microsoft from year. Sony, Microsoft, and the, discussed the PS4 and Xbox One release dates. That's right. So they'd already had their uh, press conferences about the new consoles. They were just expounding on them. Right, and then they had E3, and that was like around the time where like uh, Xbox was trying to right the ship yeah. with their, uh, their, their DRM strategy. Uh, issue tw- or issue episode twenty. I'm just gonna read the title: Black Ops Two, Apocalypse DLC, and Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> I am Ron Burgundy. I am yeah. That was apparently our first time we'd heard about uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, and I remember we had some issues with that. I've actually been okay with him as Batman. So, well, I hope you got your fill because it looks like he's out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, was- okay, mm. let's just. He wasn't. Terrible as Batman. We should rate all the Batman. Oh man! Sometime. Mm, yes. Episode three hundred. I would, I would do this right now. Right. <laughs> There's going to be quite a few of them. Right. Like, are we talking about like even like the TV oh, yeah, series? Like Kevin like, Conroy. Yeah. 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 He's, he's number one, obviously. Nice. Honestly. That's, okay. All right. We already know. <laughs> Seriously, Kevin Conroy. Like, come on. Oh, this is the thing. This is what I, I have like the discussion and like come up with the definitive stay on target. Batman list. Well, because Kevin, yeah, Kevin was, Conroy, like he was Batman, like in some of the vi- like video games. Yeah. And, oh my god, we're gonna do so this, we're gonna do this on uh, episode three hundred. Okay, okay. Um, you're coming back for that now, officially. I'm in. What else did Love we say we we're gonna talk about then? Uh, well, you said we were gonna talk about this at that point. Yeah, we said something earlier. Oh, what was that? Yeah, I have no idea. Oh my god, didn't gosh. write it down. Doesn't gosh, exist it. anymore. <laughs> we'll we'll think we'll brainstorm it. Uh, episode twenty two. We talked about. Oh no, wait, hang on. Episode 21, our top five board games. Don't remember what those were. <laughs> and uh, Batman Zero Year and Fantasy Football. I, remember you, I think I was doing Fantasy you Football You were literally doing your fan of, yeah, Fantasy Football draft <laughs> while we were podcasting. I, I remember just being just like, really, guys, we're just going to roll. Really grasping for straws. That's <laughs> yeah. something to talk about. Uh, episode 22, we talked about the fall 2013 TV preview and the Xbox One release date again and some entertainment news. This is very vague. Episode 23... Talk about GTA 5 and the future of open world games, movie news. Um, Man, the future of that, that would be an interesting topic to, to revisit today. I know. We should go back and listen to that and be like, what is the future of open world games? Because that was way before like uh, 
Breath of the Wild or anything that like changed the game. Right. Uh, episode 24, we talked about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We reviewed that. Uh, we Wolf. announced that we were going to start our Arrow. <laughs> on, you, are you up to date on, on that show? Podcast. It's really good now. <laughs> Like it's really good. Once you got out of out of season uh, out of season one, like season two got better, season three got better, season mm. four, and like he's always con- trying to convince so me to start forget- watching just it jump again. in. I see where you're spending all your time. It's watching <laughs> just bad jump TV. In. It's just watching bad in. TV instead of good movies. <laughs> but so that show, uh, they reduced the number of episodes per season after That's season helpful. season two, and so How it was like, oh man, I think it was like like this last one. I think it was only like. 12 episodes oh, like or something that. that's, ridiculous. That's so, that's then, then, like, in the previous, like, the seasons before that, they would, like, go with uh, basically three different arcs in the longer seasons. Mm. And that actually worked out really well because it was like, oh, we can wrap something up within, you know, six episodes, eight episodes, and then wrap up something else after the, you know, so anyway. Uh, really so, 25, we launched our Arrow on Target podcast by reviewing Arrow season one. And this aired on both this podcast and Arrow on Target. Boom. And started that dark chapter in our lives <laughs> yeah i can remember this is how like tired i would get i can remember like walking out of his house after we just podcasted this show arrow on target and flash on target and go like sleep in my car before i drove home because i was so sleepy and tired yeah i remember like i would get like the that podcast up and i would like look out and be like chris is still here yeah this is oh man <laughs> it's like why aren't you inside then uh episode 20 a couch episode 26 <laughs> Uh, and well, sometimes I would fall asleep on the floor. Yeah, you'd fall asleep face on the floor. down on the yeah. floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, episode twenty six, we reviewed before Watchmen. Oh, I remember we got all those graphic novels. That's right. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode twenty seven, we had our Xbox hands wa- hands on at the uh, Xbox One truck tour. That's right. Hey, I was at that. Yeah, you were. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was fun. Did kind of a sweet video you still on play YouTube Xbox about that. At all? No. Oh man, you should play. Horror, I just don't Horror have Horizon time with us. I just don't have time. Sorry. The time that I do have, I spend watching movies and. You should get like a Switch and take it on the road with you. I do have a Switch. Yeah, I do take it on the road. You do? How are you not friends on there? Because it's know. friend codes instead of. All right, something well, we're easy. gonna fix that. Uh, episode twenty-eight, we you reviewed Arkham Origins. That's right. And <laughs> talked about how Call of Duty Ghosts was seven twenty p on Xbox One and ten eighty p on X on PS Four. Yep. They since changed all that with the Xbox One X. Flip the, the script Pro. on that. Uh, episode 29, we reviewed Thor The Dark World. Ooh. The Dark World. Uh-huh. And gave our thoughts, our initial thoughts on Call of Duty Ghosts. And episode 30, which is where we'll end for tonight, we uh, there were some Star Wars rumors and speculation, oh. whatever that was at the time, back in November 15th of 2013. What do you think we were speculating? That was probably uh, the Lucasfilm sale. Right then? The rumors. Mm-hmm. Either it was either that or hey, he's writing or like scripting it could have been. The next it could have been that Star Wars thirteen thirteen. It could have been property that was developing about that same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we talked about the PS4 release. Uh, I'm gonna tease episode thirty one. It was a movie review. Dun, what dun, uh, dun. what what movie do you think it possibly was? In twenty thirteen. Uh huh. It was uh, November twenty third. 2013. We had just reviewed Thor of the Dark World, so whatever came out around that time. Um, hmm. Ah, I'll have to think about this one, Chris. Yeah, think about it, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that next week. I bet I can tell you. <laughs> well, you're, not supposed to, you're supposed to do it from memory. I have a movie list on oh. my phone of movies that I've seen. Oh. Um, and when you saw and them? And when I saw them. Holy moly. I should probably do that. It's pretty intense. That sounds like a good uh, idea. It does back, sound like a really it, good idea. It goes idea. back from uh, 2011, actually. 
Wow. When I, when I have the, the only list like that I have on my phone is I have bowling that goes all the way back. My bowling scores, all my bowling scores, <laughs> that go all the way back to. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a lot of bowling. I was, I've been in a bowling league like five hey, times. I'm impressed. Yeah. Anyway, it goes back to like 2014. I I recently this past week bowled my highest score ever. What was that? 135. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Not even 150. I like it, Chris. <laughs> I like it. I took a bowling class in college. I know. I you made me jealous because I wish time. I was like, man, I wish I had taken a bowling class. It was a really for college good time. Credit. Sounds amazing. I very much enjoyed that. That was class. back whenever I was just taking co- courses because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just taking them for credit. It's a genius idea. Yeah. <laughs> let's, um, pay a lot, let's pay a lot of money for, for yeah. just random courses. Yeah. Ne- was it that? Yep, it was. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so delivery man? What was delivery man? Just move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> next week, what are we talking about? Have we have we decided on anything? Is there anything mm. happening? Are we going to try to review... Uh, uh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man? I'd Maybe? have to finish it this week. I'm, I'm I'm playing a lot of Forza Horizon 4 right now. That's eating into my Spider-Man time. That's very true. It's a really good game. Yeah. Maybe we could review that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's review Maybe. that. Okay. Let's All review right. Forza Horizon 4. It's next week. Review Forza <laughs> Horizon 4. That's it for this week. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. Do you have a Twitter? Not that I use anymore. Okay. Uh, he's a ghost. You can't find him online. He doesn't exist. I stay off the grid. <laughs> Smart. Probably smarter than the rest of us. <laughs> They're listening to us right now. Who's they? I don't know. I don't even think they know. Big brother. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, stay on, on Target. Target. Woo!